The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howard. I'm Jenna Rose. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jack Newman. Welcome back to A Feast for Bros. This week, we're going to feast on episode two of season eight, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, Da-da-da! which is essentially fan service. the episode. How are you guys doing this week? I am pretty hyped to be back on Game of Thrones. Sean is unfortunately out this week uh, for he's actually quitting his job. He's moving up to Colorado to go get more high all the time with Jenna. Mm-hmm. That's what you Colorado people only do. All you do all is smoke pot all the time. All you do Lots of pot. That's fun. I can see it in the background. It's just like a smoke clown. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jenna, of everyone here that would smoke pot, Jenna is the last person, which I love it because she's turning like bright cherry red. She's like, God, she's, she's cutting employers. you off. She's, she's, cut, she's trying to cut her mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's like, no, nope, she's turning off her video feed. Like literally adorable. Like it's just like a bright cherry on the other end of the feed. She's like, God, I hate all these people that I know that are going to bring my career to an end. <laughs> so um i take back that invitation to come out here <laughs> okay oh come on go on come on i'm definitely just kidding, just kidding. i'm happy to see all I'm, of your lovely faces i'm, I'm definitely i'm def- we're definitely all going to be in the same place for the finale now and it's going to be amazing uh ben you're yes. coming too right come on I'm try my come best on, ben. yeah come on ben peer pressure peer pressure i have a free credit <laughs> on, 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 if someone comes <laughs> and picks me up from denver <laughs> definitely oh <laughs> oh no no i actually so i'm gonna rent a car if we Coming at the same time, you can totally hitch a ride. There you go. It's actually it's actually like pretty cheap. All right, well let's not talk about let's not talk yeah, about yeah, where let's talk about travel plans. That's what people want. <laughs> like Jenna lives at three four three Agincourt Road, which I'm sorry if you actually live there. I shouldn't say an actual address because there's some poor person at Agincourt the Road. Ghost of Sean is get, so like, mad at you right now. You're already derailing. The Sean's going to listen to this and the, the tears will just roll. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That was my favorite thing that happened in the first season when we did this. And Sean was like, arguably, Jack, that's a tort. That's that's illegal. You can't do you can't just say that people sponsor the show when they don't. That's that's not something you can do, buddy. I I just yeah, I love it. All right, let's go ahead and move on, guys. All right. So this week's a fifty-eight minute episode. Uh yeah, and it's uh written by Brian Cogman, directed by David Nutter. Uh <laughs> I, knew, I knew that laugh was coming. I can feel, I saw the name. So did I. I I anticipated yep. that one. David David Nutter. Oh man. <laughs> I, uh, oh. Next, are we going to talk about the fact that this was episode 69 and people on the internet yes. giggled? Oh, it's yeah, really? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. By David it's Nutter. fine. It's, yeah. it's a. It, <laughs> if, only it was, if only it was shot by Wally Pfister, then it would be so perfect. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the worst one. That's one. I, I knew a girl in my, like, fresh. Uh, no, no, no. In my, uh, when I was, like, in preschool, named Amanda Butner. And, uh, <laughs> that. Her life was rough. That was that was that was a rough preschool name. I'm just gonna say that out there, like you know, because most preschool, like if you have like a really like Wally Fister, most preschoolers don't understand that Wally Fister is a hilarious name. Right. But everyone can get the butt. 
Everyone gets it, it that Amanda Butner's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 really unfortunate. All right, let's talk about this actual show. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know why Sean left me in charge and not like Ben or Jenna mm, or somebody idea. responsible. <laughs> I, it was really dumb. He's like, Jack does other podcasts. He's not going to inject his own dumb energy into the show. Well, fuck you, Sean. You're not here, so I'm doing what I want, which is driving this into the ground. Here we go. Uh, so again, the first thing that happens this week is that Jamie, uh, you know. Bran is doing his like eyes on face to Jamie and they all go Which in and I, Danny's there and it's like go ahead Ben. There's one note that note that apparently uh the the actor Isaac Wright who plays him apparently he has terrible terrible vision and can't wear contacts. <laughs> So apparently he just can't see anything, which is why he looks so spooky all the time. <laughs> oh, plays into it. Oh, that's a great little tip. Right. So like yeah. every time he's like looking off the distance, he's really like, I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's like a cruel And joke. after I heard that, I just yeah. laughed all the time. He was trying to look spooky. He's <laughs> just like, where? He's like, I'm that? spooky. <laughs> I, do, I do think this is actually the first episode where like spooky brand hasn't bothered me that much. Like. I feel like there's actually like a point and he's driving plot again. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he, he became the ultimate. You, you just like him being used as bait. Jerk. Yeah. Like he wasn't just a little jerk this episode. So he exactly. And it, it, it actually seemed to like he like had information. There was a plan. Like it's, it's just like just like he wasn't just like not saying things just to piss the audience off, like tantalizing <laughs> us. Like I was, it's the first time because like up till now, he's just been like in his chair. Like, I know things, Jon Snow. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I'm not brand. That's the yeah. line that drives me yeah. crazy. Like, I am no longer Brandon Stark. Okay, right. we get it. Yeah, well, it's also like a character death, so it's arguably it happened last season. Anyways, uh, but this week, Jamie confronts Daenerys Targaryen in a court-like session. Uh, Sansa sort of, like, helps him out when Brienne, who does a solid, solid for him. And uh, Jon Snow is just ignoring the whole thing because he's like, God, I fucked my aunt. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's reeling a lot, but I... I Brienne gets a lot in this episode, and so we'll have a lot to talk about Brienne, but I did kind of wish we got a Davos, even though he doesn't really know Jamie. <laughs> I just always am down for a good Davos pitch. Like, like yeah, whenever like, hey! whenever Don pitched in Mad Men, it was a great thing. <laughs> Davos is like the Don Draper of pitching for people to not be murdered on this show. But Brienne did a good job, too. Yeah. Except for Melisandre. Well, yeah. he, well, he, he doesn't like kill her. that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm done with her. Fuck, fuck, fuck the bitch. Uh, it was the resurrection of Moody John this episode. That was like the tagline. Mm. Dude, when he's in front of his John. mom's grave and he's just like looking at him, that's Leona Stark. And he's just like <laughs> doing the thing. I'm like, oh my God. And it's also too because like, we'll get to this, but like in the previous scene, Gendry was super hot and it's just like him being moody. And I'm like, Gendry's hotter. <laughs> And I just, I did that, and I know that I'm alone in the, I probably, I think I'm alone in this podcast on the Gendry Arya sex scene. Um, you're not alone. Wait, I don't think you're alone. Alone in, in what aspect? I think Do you guys hate it? I, I was Everyone hated it, I thought. A lot of people hated it. I don't know. A lot of people. No. I, I thought it was. Haters gonna hate. I thought it was nice. I did too. I did too. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. 
I want an excited E. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the steam, the steam vents, like the well placed. That's not how a forge works. Not <laughs> it would be. What, what is he doing to make it would that be very much hot. steam, guys? It would be really, really like, uncomfortable. Like, like it's like a goddamn sauna in there. It's very, it's very not comfortable. <laughs> he would have to be like plunging like hundreds of daggers at once to make that much steam at different like points around his body, and he's like, yes, he's like, oh my lady. You have something better be doing. Oh, God, it's so hot. Anyways. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> so this is a big moment. Love you, Sean. <laughs> it's, it's one of these dumb moments where I'm very surprised that Jamie is alive. <laughs> and it feels a bit contrived to me. A little bit. How so? Like that they didn't kill him now? or what? Well, it's, it's weird to me that Sansa, you know, somehow like Danny kowtowed to Sansa and John in that moment. It seemed it seemed weird to me. Does that make sense? Like, he did kill her father and it's symbolic. I mean, she does know that her father was an asshole, but she seems angry anyways. So I'm very I'm just very surprised that Danny didn't kill Jamie. Other than the, for plot purposes, which I think is the clear. I thought the, the scene was just a little like corny, honestly. I could have done without it. Um, ob- obviously, it had to happen. I kind of get that. It's not just like Jamie could show up at Winterfell and no one address it. Right. But at the same time, it's just like, like you said, I mean, she was angry, but she's learned from her past mistakes with. Um, Literally, she has with, not. <laughs> with the Tarleys. Come on now. I know. I just, um, I'm just saying like. But- like this is back to the last episode where I'm still saying that like I would always rather prefer John be my ruler than Danny, but that's just another day. So. Oh my goodness! Don't get back into the Hitler. Stuff. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't oh. call her Hitler this time. I took a, I took a more subtle road. All right, it's not, I I didn't call her. There, <laughs> I didn't call her Hitler this time. Is my point. She's not Hitler. Yeah, it's not like I feel like the, not, the main point of the scene was just to set up Brienne for yeah. an, her episode. Like that was that was it. It's not like she made a powerful alliance with a frozen northern wintry uh, consulate and then not promised to not conquer them later, like Hitler and <laughs> Russia. Not like she didn't do that at all. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus, that's dark. That's, that's dark. I just made that connection. That was, right I, now. I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you points for that like, one super nerdy one reference, point. but one, whatever. Not, one, maybe like four fifths of a point. That's fine. I would accept that. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm jumping ahead. But why did Danny not just even pretend? Like, why does she care about the North at that, all? Who gives a shit? It, it's a it, bunch of cold shit. You could be ruler of six <sighs> kingdoms. Like, is it just the birthright yeah. thing? Because she's a good person. <laughs> She's a good person. She's a good person. Literally, literally how is she a good person that she has to rule the North? Like, why does she yeah, have this is, to? This is the big thing too, oh, because we've had. About, go ahead, go ahead, about, Jenna. Uh, no, you're just you're talking about her not admit, not agreeing with Sansa, or you're talking about why she's up there. I got lost. Right. No. Yeah, I, I jumped ahead. That like disagreeing with Sansa. I don't yeah. get. Well, I don't get why Danny couldn't just let Sansa have the North. Like, who cares? Like, because then she has to. She has to give up everything. So then the Dornish are going to want to be by themselves, and the Ironborn are going to want to be so by you're, themselves. I see. So you're—that's a fair. Okay, I didn't even consider that. So you'd say that it's, it would—it would cause everyone to want independence, it, right? And I mean, I—I I agree with you all. Like, why does she? She doesn't care that much. But the thing is, is—is is once one, that's what said about the first, like, after Aegon's conquest. That's what began the problems for the Targaryens. Is when um, each of them started to want independence again. And so, I mean, she's. 
she's been told this history from her brother, which I'm sure is skewed history, but still like once one starts wanting to in- independence, they all start breaking off and then more war happens. All right. I honestly so didn't consider is, that. That's a very good point. This here, here, let me lay out just for all time, just like my issue with Danny sort of being the freer of slaves, breaker of chains thing. Like, <laughs> This is a, and I know this is a nerdy thing, but I I think it is apparent in George R. R. Martin's work that like you know it is a feudal society with serfs and stuff, and there's not really a very noticeable difference between serfdom and slavery. And so one of the things here too is that she's coming back and suddenly enforcing the rule of a feudal kingdom in such a way as to not make much of a difference between herself and a slaver. And it's just, it's one of those things too, where it's just like the, it's a very at odds switch from I'm going to free the slaves of Marine, all the previous seasons of Danny to now I'm just, I, you know, fucking, I deserve to be the fucking queen of everything. Fuck you. Like what the fuck? This is my right. This is my right, my right, my right, my right, my right. And so it's very hard there was always a more reasonable Danny and Marine and a more and a more like better ruler Danny. And it's just like, I don't know, she's gone back and a lot of that dialogue has been pawned off onto Tyrion, having like the the thought process. And it's just I think I think this is also just like a dynamic thing, is that the writing has shifted with Danny having Tyrion to just Danny being more Targaryen ish. And I guess I, I I think I think there's like a shift here. Go ahead, Jenna. No, no, I a hundred. I completely agree with that. Like now, Tyrion's become the democratic ruler exactly. that has to try and tame her down. Which I exactly. I, I, agree with that. I think that's a writing problem, and I think it's an issue too. Where it's like, I think that there is a distinct issue in the script that Danny is a loose fucking cannon, and she's a loose cannon. She comes by it honestly because the writers have written her on all sorts of different fucking perspectives through the course of the show. And I think that now that we're coming to the end and we're trying to have like out where the fuck she sits politically in the northern issues like it's like you just you just have i just i keep having these moments this season i was like why do you think that like why are you doing this what what's happening like you oh i don't know <laughs> like, like and then and then it doesn't stick politically to that it's just like because like i can't see her not crushing sansa in some sort of fashion and like the only reason i guess she's not doing it is because of john but at the same time it's like i don't know it's just danny is a problematic character to me i understand why people like her i like her too i think she's a cool female empowerment character she's she's a really cool character but i do think that in the final season we are running into consistency problems that's my spiel. Sorry. Anyone wants to disagree it before we move on to hot, sexy Gendry? <laughs> well, we can talk about Literally more Danny not. scenes because there were several of them. If you want to like, do we want to do we want to skip to Danny scenes or do we want to kind of talk about it like character by character? Because they definitely Ooh. do divide them up this episode. Yeah. Driver, I, I I don't know. That's a good. It's a dilemma. Let's just it's a do, dilemma. Let's All just right. do characters. I think let's go by. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Wait, wait, go ahead, Jenna. Oh, I was just going to say by scene, because I feel like as we see it progress, you kind of see like the different elements, but I'm not tied to yeah. that. I'm well, right, because the next I is think we're, some... Jamie and Bran and then Daenerys and Tyrion. So like those yeah. are the two scenes that kind of come right. after. So I do want to talk about Jamie and Bran uh, real fast. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not overriding your making a decision about this, but I do want to talk about Jamie and Bran because I think it ties into the court scene if you guys are good with it. Yeah, go for it. 
Well, so we're yeah, just because the big. Let's just. I think we all agree scenes. All right, all right. Let's just make it. Oh, yeah. We really should talk before we start the show. Anyways, um, uh, sorry. Well, the thing is, we're used to like the last seasons. We always would go from location to location, and now everybody's in the same spot. So yeah, our is. formula they're, for reviewing is totally broken. All around the table is almost disconcerting to me. I'm like, too many main characters are in a room. That's just like, <laughs> that's just like, like Cersei somehow feels lonely down south. She does. <laughs> that's such a weird. Does. Thing. It's like her in the mountain, just like playing mountain chess or whatever the mountain. Does. Whatever they do, solitaire. The They're time. both playing solitaire by themselves. Yeah, she was just like with his head. It's just like oh. I, like, I like to think she like looks around and like no one's there, and she's like up, uh, up, up, and then she like gets on top of the mountain, like forward, and like, rides him around yeah. the courtyard, like piggyback. Yeah, no one knows. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, so yeah, so the big thing here is that she come, he comes to the courtyard, and this is the coolest. This is when Bran is starting to like Bran chooses not to fuck. Like he does this, he does the Bran thing too in the courtroom. Uses his own words to prove that he knows. He's not Bran. Come on, Jack. Oh yeah, he's the three-eyed raven. <laughs> oh, Mom, I'm the three-eyed raven. God, God, <laughs> I told you this. Uh, it's not a phase, Mom. I'm a, literally a three-eyed raven. <laughs> The White Walkers are coming. Whoa. We're going to embarrass me in front of the White Walkers. I read one chapter of Nietzsche and I know stuff. Oh, why? I, it's, I hate I hate that that is like a stereotypical the fuck. I just do it because that's what I did. Back. That's all. It's just it's just a no, personal I, thing. I, I, I get it. It's it's I definitely like. Let's not talk about it. Yes. I was a philosopher in Brand. college. No one needs to know about my papers. Anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah, Bran is being weird in this episode in terms of, but he's actually well, he's being weird. But he's also like, this is the first time that he does it, and he chooses not to that that he needs Jamie. And I think here the big thing that I want to grasp upon is that Bran thinks they need Jamie. And what do we think that that means? Is it a plot device to just have Jamie there so we can have all these fun fan service moments? Or is it an actual plot-based thing where Bran thinks that Jamie is going to help turn the tide? Well, the what? So I think that it's uh, about Cersei. So I think I, I'm sticking to it that like Jamie's going to help bring about the end of Cersei. And so I actually don't think he's going to be instrumental to the battle at Winterfell, but more to what what is next. So that's the fight with Cersei and, and probably some of the dead army. Yeah, and there's here's another element here too, that's not fun. Is like, uh, Bran can't see into the future. His acknowledgement that he doesn't know what's going to happen this time. Oh right, because he doesn't know if, what that right. everyone's going to. So die and we've not. never seen him time travel forwards. He knows a lot of shit, he but he doesn't history, really right? know. Yeah, he knows more history. He does like this acknowledgement that he doesn't has no fucking idea what the Night King's going to do. I mean, and he hasn't seemed to have unlocked his time travel powers, apparently, even though he, like, has all the evidence of that about Hodor. Except why hasn't, why didn't the little jerk tell them that the Night King is riding a dragon now? I was so irritated by that. <laughs> he did. He did tell her. He did when? tell her. Last episode. Yeah, he said that the wall and he has a dragon. Yeah. The walls fall and her dra- and his drag and your dragon is among them. He he literally in one sentence gave them more information than he had in the last like seven seasons. <laughs> it, 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 it was a lot of information in a very quick but, sentence, like, it was. especially with the dragon thing. Why did none of them talk about that as like a huge problem? Because they're gonna keep the dragons by the godswood, even though like 
the Night King is riding in on a dragon right. to attack Winterfell. Right. I, like, okay, I, I missed that. Well, I, I remember the sentence now that you said it, but I, because all when I was watching this last night, I'm like, why are they preparing for this ice breathing dragon? Oh, it's How do you prepare? That's a good question. Yes, the only. It's a good question. Yeah, you, you, it's it's one of those things too where it's like. I don't, I don't know how this, this, like, clearly it's because they're like, you know, they're like planning for their battle. Well, thematically, the dragon will come at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, obviously we we have to get all that sweet battle stuff. So it's like, you know, I I don't know, but I don't, I don't. 78 minutes of battle. It's kind of like the battle of the bastards where John, like, well, let's just be honest, didn't really have a plan at the battle of the bastards. (laughs) Like, like. No, he fucked it up. That's what his play was. He fucked it up real bad. Like, that's like, it wasn't like a little bad. It was like real bad. And then Sansa did all the work there, which is the other thing. So we'll see if Sansa can do some work here this time too, but I doubt it. But, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Uh, you want to talk about I'm Jamie s- and Bran talking? Because we didn't really talk when they actually confronted each other. Well, I talked about that. Or, well, yeah. What, what do you think about that? Well, I thought it was just interesting that. Yeah, I guess we did talk about it a little bit, but I just want to add, like, I, I did think it was interesting how much this episode was about tying up every single loose end, and I kind of yeah. appreciated that. Uh, I, I, one of my favorite Harry Potter movies is Harry Potter and Deathly Hell is part one, the boring one, because uh, <laughs> I kind of just love Calm Before the Storm stuff. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies do that very well, as did this movie. Um kind of the, yeah. the sense of hopelessness and that we're all going to die. And this just kind of first cemented that where, uh, you know, he leaves and he says, uh, if there is a tomorrow, you know, like being spooky brain, obviously, but everyone had the same kind of funereal uh, attitude, which I liked. It wasn't just like, we're going to band together and we're going to make it. It's like, boy, I hope we don't all die. It has a very like Alamo <laughs> last stand kind of feel to it, which I, <laughs> I very much appreciated that it wasn't kind of going for a more obvious uh, uh, you know, get everything together, badass toad. It's like, and I also do. Also, this is just a random aside that I'll forget if I don't remember. Uh, two things. One, I told my dad who doesn't watch the show. Like, he's like, oh, well, what kills the zombies? And he's like, oh, this stone dragon glass. And he's a geologist. He's like, wait, geology is the answer. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And he's like, yes. <laughs> and the other thing is, I think the shoulders definitely are responding to the, that scene a long time ago where Sam dropped the dragon glass because there's dragon glass on every fucking cobblestone mm-hmm. on every street corner on every arrow. It's like a ludicrous amount of dragon glass. <laughs> it's really funny to me when they shot the rampart and there was like everywhere. Really yeah. It's super yeah. impressive how fast uh, Danny's armies mind it, though. It, oh, I mean, it's it's the show on fast speed, as we mentioned before. It's like the the secret tunnels and also the the uh, TNT that they never mentioned before. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do like like with the like you know the rampart when you see it, and it's literally like teeth of it on there, and he's like making Gendry's just down there. Is like I'm a master smith. All of a sudden, that, I'm gonna that make motherfucker literal... making swords faster than Skyrim. My God, he's just like Shh, yeah. He's <laughs> just like he like he went down there and like four days and like shit out a like literally like a half dozen like you know fucking a whole rampart for full of dragon glass so like i it's it's pretty impressive i'm just i'm just saying like you know when he dies like still he might be mvp um yeah uh 
up next on the thing, God, sorry. So this is a confusing episode. I do, I do think I'm going to start moving towards talking about characters over the course of the episode, but I think we could also talk about general scene progressions here. And I think the big thing I want to kind of tie to tackle altogether is Gendry and Arya and the Hound and uh, what's his fucking face with the flaming sword? <laughs> Derek <laughs> Dondarrion. That, that's 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 his official name now. What's his fucking face with the flaming sword? I, I patch boy. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to give him other names. What's his fucking face with the flaming sword? It's, is perfect. It's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> this is word salad. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, word salad. Uh. Anyways, the the point here being that uh. So. Gendry is making weapons. Arya is still hot for him, you know, and then they're having an awkward conversation about like, you know, oh yeah. Oh, what do we think that Arya's spear is going to do other than the fact that it's just a spear? I've seen some people arguing it she'll kill the dragon. Oh, is she gonna throw? Is she gonna throw mm. that spear like fucking like a fucking Nightwing? This this is the day. This is this is the modern spear technology is so powerful, you know. Or it's gonna be like that scene in the Avengers where she throws it and he grabs it and like. I, like Loki, and then it blows up because it's really a bomb. <laughs> I've thought of another <laughs> terrible idea that Trevor will enjoy, which is the Lord of the Rings part. I am no I man. I am no man. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh that's, God, that's uh, don't do that. Wait, guys. but how? But how? Like because yeah, she's they're already ladies. If the Night King says, I, "I'm joking," but if the Night King was like, "No man oh, can I kill me," a, to I thought of a No, the Night King version. would have to talk first, which is obviously not going to happen. I don't <laughs> Dude, know why. I, so I thought I, tell, I need Trevor, to be forgiven reading, ahead of time. You were reading Game of Thrones the other day, and you were talking. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. In sorry, Trevor, you were reading Game of Thrones, and you reread that opening portion with the White Walkers, correct? Well, I listened to it for the first time. I, I did a dumb thing and was like, "Oh, I'm going to get in line for the audiobooks for Game of Thrones because everybody's going to be wanting them," and then I got it right away. <laughs> and so now I'm just listening to the first book while the show was ending. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I was bringing up with Jack. Like uh, I recently read one of the Lovecraft stories. It's been on my list for a long time. And I was just like, yeah, I can see the Lovecraftian thing for the uh, White Walkers now because between that and the prologue of um, Game of, of the first Game of Thrones book, um, they're really played that way. But also in the first chapter of Game of Thrones, they have more characterization than they have in the show. Like. They kind of toy with the Nightwatch people that they kill, and they're laughing at the fact that they kill them so easily. Like, it's kind of a shrieking, otherworldly kind of laugh, I think, is the way it's characterized. Well, they love but, to make corpse you know, art, yeah. It's an emotion, so that's more than that's, we've gotten. I, I agree with him about that. It's like, we've literally got no emotion other than, like, one White Walker dying and screaming when he died. That's it. Right. And, and I, like, I feel like when he raises them, there's kind of an implied smirk there. If, if Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know that, if yeah, I remember an actual yeah. smirk. He's but. like, what's up? What's up? I, say, I love that gift, <laughs> yeah, I don't, too, with him. Like, where he's like, <laughs> oh, it's got to be all time waggle, favorite yeah. gifts, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, because, like, like, what's you going to do? He could probably just, like, make it happen. He doesn't have to raise his hands, but he's just like, look. Look, 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 what? Wait, it's wait, just like, wait for it. <laughs> I just want it to be clear to you punks that I'm doing this and you are, you're <laughs> fucked. Right? That's also, that's probably one of the best like Game of Thrones like ending. Hard Home is such a good episode. Yeah, rewatch that oh, scene yeah. and it is so goddamn well done. It's so, yeah, well done. it is. It is. All right. Uh, yeah. So let's get to the big thing. Oh, wait, no, ben, what were you in it? Ben, what did you think? Uh, was not in the. Like. Oh, well, I thought of two things Trevor was going to like. Well, I thought of one thing no one will like. 
And one thing Trevor will be mad at me for. <laughs> I'll get to the Trevor one later. But the one no one will like is <laughs> the worst version of the I'm no man thing is like the Night King is like something to do with like no. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this build up though. <laughs> no, I can't think of how to do it. No, never mind. I, I can't get a good way to do the bitch. It, just, is it, it, just it would just basically be the reveal that thing? he would be like, you know. No virgin can kill me. It's like, I'm no virgin now because she said so. That's basically what it was. <laughs> that's, that's, that's real bad. Yep. That's, that's, that's real bad in a way I don't want to talk about. Yep. Uh, yep. I agree. I agree. Cancel me. I, please. I am. <laughs> I have no hymen. That's. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, you made it worse. Uh, he always makes it worse. Thinking. I can count on Jack. It's fine. It's also, it's also a medieval society where people ride horses so no one has a hymen. Just, you know, that's another day's discussion. <laughs> Sorry. Terrible. Terrible. Um, Cut it all Uncomfortable out. much. Thank you. That, that can only happen, Ben, if she then winks at Gendry. <laughs> oh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. What did you, okay, let's talk about the first thing because it was the most Googled thing during this episode. What was Arya's age, and which is twenty two years old? Uh, so the well, time that's of filming, the age she was twenty one. We're not sure how old Arya right, is. Right, right, right. She's probably more teenagery, I assume. Right, but well, she's supposed to be like fourteen, I think. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of time that passed in the context of the books. I actually don't know how old she is at the time of this event supposed to happen. Also, this event hasn't taken place in the books, too, is the other thing, too. So we don't necessarily know. Uh, And and there is a theory that Ben actually put out there that I think is a good one. I know I should put out somewhere else, but Ben's the one that told me about it. Uh, uh, That there's supposed to be a significant time skip in the next book, which I generally agree with. At some point, based upon like how they put things together, there must be some like a pretty significant time skip that's going to happen. So, so she theoretically, might be more like if that 18, 19, yeah, right. And Gendry is significantly younger than the person that plays him. Also, note that like George R. R. Martin had underage people having sex in his book because it's like you know oh, the yeah. whole thing is like it's medieval yeah, right. and that's what happened. And, yeah, you know. And 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 in in defense of him, I'm you pretty inclined. I'm pretty inclined to support ant fucking. Apparently, um, <laughs> no ship ship. But that also means that in the book version of this, Arya is probably going to get with the hound. So be ready for that, you book readers. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, oh, I'm. Boy, it's not that. cool in the show. In the context of the book, I'm kind of okay with it. As if she gets older, it's weird. I like oh, the hound is very different in the books, guys. Okay. The hound is very, very different, and he's much more of like this tragic figure. Um. I don't know why I mount. I imagine him being like burn handsome. Yeah, he's not. No, he's not. He's not a fuck you. Like they definitely made it more like oh, like a chickens. mentor mentee right. relationship. Yeah, he, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. I'm gonna have to eat all these chickens. That's not a line that actually came from the book. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not reading them. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I, I definitely, I, I, I agree with Jenna's totally right about that in terms of like I kind of see that happening, but you know. It's a different, <laughs> I mean, I guess we should talk yeah. together about the sex scene. I, I had no problem with it because for one, thank fucking god, it was consensual. Jesus Christ, I can't remember the last. Goddamn consensual sex scene on the show. (laughs) Somebody in their writer's room. John clapping at consensual. Yes, John. Consensual. (laughs) Consensual and not incest. It's been a while. Right. Right. She was like, oh, and I was like, I was looking for the thing that I thought maybe you think I'm looking for what's wrong in the sex scene here. And it's like, that's fine. I think it's because. Well, okay. I I have something wrong with it. I don't like that at the end they magically transport to a bed. I thought that was weird. I was wondering about that too. Like, did they start on a bed? They're on some bed. 
know, they're on some sacks of hay or whatever, sacks of grains. Like they were in a bed. They were definitely yeah, it was in a bed. A, Oh, yeah, were they? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But I actually, I thought it was so nice that finally, like, something that I've been, you know, hoping is going to happen for season upon season, even the ones where Ginger is just rowing away, we finally got to see, like, Arya had happiness for once. Yeah, I like this. She was like, I'm not going to die not having sex with you. I want to, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like that. Yeah. I know people were like, she was too forward, but I like that, you know, it kind of worked with her character and her growth. I thought it was good. Yeah, her character's forward. Yeah. And I think it's just that yeah. Maisie Williams has a very young face. She is 21 when she shot this. She was totally legal to shoot this. It's not like any kind of law issue <laughs> at all. But it's just like she looks the same as she did nine years ago. And it's a little strange <laughs> for some people, I think. you know. Mm. I think that's what it comes down mm. to. But it's like, you know, she's 22. Yeah. <laughs> she's, yeah. I think, I think it's a little creepy that that like uh, Gendry's actor's thirty three, and he actually made a real creepy comment. Not creepy, not creepy. I understand him. <laughs> it's unfortunate, and I, and, I, and it's one of those things too, where if you're an actor, we're like, what are you fucking gonna tell? And I was like, no, I won't have a sex scene with like fucking Maisie Williams. Like he's he's one of those things where he's like, I knew her when she was fourteen, and now she's like, we're having a sex scene together. It's really awkward. <laughs> like, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's, he's wrong. He's, I mean, he's 32. She's 10 years older than her. So it's not wrong. None of it's wrong. It's just, it's just, he's, I get, I could just see that on his face. Like, oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those comments. that's also feeding like internet fire. I, I don't, I don't think the internet can really find a reason to be upset about it. Other than the fact that just, they just are for some reason. <laughs> so. Cause there, it's been two very like, uncontroversial episodes so i have to complain about something yeah you gotta have some controversy you gotta you know what do you get yeah yeah what do you got not well well we have other controversial stuff to talk about i don't actually know if we do or not uh anyways uh, okay wait yes we do yeah the the thing that that bothered her yeah yeah, the return my controversial thing is somehow uh yeah the return that's a great way to put it somehow they're trying to set up theon and sansa have like a raging hard-on for each other and it's Okay, line. that's that's into the episode. Unfortunate we're gonna, choice we're, of words. We're gonna unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> oh my god. We're, oh my god. I can't even. I can't even begin to go into all the things cruel. about that. But anyways, next up on the scene list. If we're going by scene by scene, we'll get to that. I swear to God, she's not up. Uh, Daenerys furious with Tyrion, and then the subsequent scene where Jorah uh, tells her to keep Tyrion as the as the hand. Uh, first off, Jorah is a real just a fucking bro at this point, is all I can uh-huh. say. Like, I, I just, I'm really concerned that Jorah's going to bite it next episode. <laughs> that's, that's like my Jorah's high on the list of biteability. <laughs> right, because he's, he's just, he's, he was just such a solid bro to everybody this episode that I just, well, like, and, he was talking to Sam. He's just like, oh my god. Because mm. Sam gets this whole scene where he gives his dad's sword and, like, it's just like, he just has, he's like, for my father, Nick, he just has all the reason in the world to just bite it hard next episode. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see that he finally is kind of over the Danny crush, which is nice. Like it's it's nice that he finally was not just using any excuse to bang her, and he was just like maybe maybe getting grayscale after all the shit he did. He was like, this was not worth it. Getting all this shit right. cut off of me, I should have just not done those things. Well, and I thought it was great that he like still cares about her best interests even after it's obvious that like she's way into John, right? Right. So right. it's like, oh, two people can have a friendship without you know. Wow, this is a like, fantasy movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> terrible. 
But I, I, I like that uh, the Tyrion thing. The only thing was, that was one of my weaker points of this episode, think, just because it was like she doesn't trust me, and then she is like, "I trust you." I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, in fairness to her, like Tyrion has like done her not solid as the oh, I, she has every right not to trust him. I don't know like why she trusts him at the, the end. That's my thing. Like the the switch is yeah. random. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I see where you're coming from. But I mean, this is this feels to me like the writers like, like kind of with the elephants thing, like turning and looking at the audience a little bit. Like, yeah, I don't know why we made Tyrion dumb. <laughs> like, you know, like it had to happen for things to work. I don't know. Like, it's Tyrion it's the new hottest take on Game of Thrones. It's like what what are the writers doing with Tyrion? Like, that's very much like, right. You know, yeah, not a like hot he, take at this point. He, he got outthought by fucking Jamie. Like, no one outthinks <laughs> Jamie. Like, no Jamie outthinks literally no one in this show except Tyrion. Like once. Like that's that's the only time that happens. He's like, I'm a good commander. Yeah, like, it's fair and for him all to of be a sudden like... I've conquered. <laughs> like the reach that's how it is <laughs> like whole episode <laughs> it's for her ahead, friend to be like yes that, that seems like something Cersei would do <laughs> so that's, that's, uh, I should have thought of that oh boy yeah all right uh yeah so and then uh let's go ahead and tie this whole thing together uh Tormund uh Beric and uh Ed arrive at Winterfell until John everything's going to total shit <laughs> Uh, but then war, let's talk and then the war council. We gotta, we gotta talk it. Oh yeah, war council. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Theon comes back before that. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm. This is this is the first time their plot summary on Wikipedia has really failed us. Like I, I want to give. Thank you for pointing that out, Trevor, because this is real bad. <laughs> All right, yeah. Theon arrives back and is like, I just wanted to come be a Stark. Will you be? A, let me be a Stark, Lady Sansa. <laughs> Jenna has a problem with this. Yeah, does. I do. My, I mean, my main problem is just like throughout the rest of the episode. So it's not really this scene so much as everything where it's just like, because obviously Theon did save her life. And so I, I can respect that fully. But it's just like throughout the rest of the episode, they have to be making eyes at each other. Like, you know, this is going to be the next great GOT love story. Are they? I guess I, maybe I, I'm I just disagree. Blind. I disagree. I'm worried that I hope that's not the case. <laughs> maybe I'm just blind, but I didn't see that personally until you brought it up. Yeah. Here's what I see. I see them trying to deal with the fact that they are both abused by the same abuser and finding comfort in each other. Right. Uh, that's what I was I hoping. that's what I wanna see. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're what you saw is wrong because at the end when they're sharing soup together like way too close <laughs> and like uh like <laughs> just that I mean I think I think that scene is just super awkwardly shot and my hope is that like that because if they're if they're gonna try to do another Missande like like gray worm scene i'm like oh yeah shoot me <laughs> like oh just just super shoot me like, in terms of, like shoot <laughs> me. yeah yeah like not not with just a gun like a super gun <laughs> like, <laughs> or a double bladed uh spear yeah oh that's thrown <laughs> from a white walker from a thousand feet away <laughs> anyways uh so more importantly uh to uh theon's there and he's talking about so they're trying to go you know yara's pretty much just disappearing for plot purposes uh with the rest of the fleet uh we also didn't mention that the golden company showed up this episode too and uh, came in and they're all cute or was that the previous that was episode? the previous one yeah all right. Yeah, we saw zero Cersei about. this one. It's all all Winterfell. Yeah. All right. I don't think we will next one either. I don't think we will either. No. I think this is 
I think I think if anyone has Cersei for episode three death, that's gonna be a rough a rough pick. Sean, um, unfortunately. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Oh, poor Sean. <laughs> All right. At the war council, Bran reveals that the Night King will pursue him personally. As Bran recalls, the Night King attempted to kill several prior three-eyed ravens, which is interesting because he killed the one prior three-eyed raven, so there's been that's a confirmation, I think that there's but I guess they pass three eyed ravens. I guess they pass it on like they never kill. Like it's like the Avatar, you know. He didn't kill. Yep. He, didn't kill he persuades. He, he, this is where Bran does like a full information dump and persuades them. Shows off his mark, which I had totally forgotten about, and uh, yeah. and persuades them to let him use him as bait as the battle plan. John is going to be with him. All this other stuff. Uh, well, no, let's... Theon volunteers to defend Bran with the Ironborn. So Theon is going to be defending Bran with the Ironborn out in the middle of the field, which is just going to happen. Well, this is where my my terrible idea comes in. Which uh, Trevor will hate, which is I think they should just Let's dangle dangle Bran off of a dragon so they have to chase him, <laughs> and he's just like dangling, <laughs> like he's just like like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's just like they're just in the wheelchair attached to their feet. Um, <laughs> that's my terrible idea. Uh, to go back real quick, I I, it was very nice to actually get a confirmation of what the Night King has goal, but still keep it in like a spooky, creepy, not like you know. He wants revenge. He like literally wants to turn the entire world into night and destroy everything and basically bring like entropy and and nothingness to the world. Uh, and Sam has a very nice uh, a speech which I wrote down, which he says, uh, uh, "That's what death is, isn't it? Forgetting, being forgotten. If we forgot where we've been and what we've done, we're not many more. We're just animals. Your memories don't come from books. Your stories aren't just stories." Which is probably something that George R. R. Martin wrote. It kind of has that Martinian <laughs> language to it. I wouldn't be surprised if. He he gave him a scrap of paper and a napkin at a dinner. Here, put that mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I liked it. It was nice to get like a final confirmation of that they actually want something and there's a goal and like stakes. Like, okay, you got to keep Brand safe, uh, even if we we're right. Brand became the ultimate MacGuffin. We were absolutely right. Um, it is cool that they are they have sort of an elemental want to bring you know the end of the world kind of thing rather than just you know. I, I want I want power or <laughs> whatever, you know. Power, power, power. <laughs> you know. power. Yeah, I know. It's it's. Yeah, they're I, not I, Steppenwolf. I too. You know what I mean? <laughs> from, yeah. from, from, yeah. from Justice League, they're not like. Ah. Yeah. They made they made it more Lovecraftian again, which again, I, I'm sorry. I know I've used it too much recently, Trevor. You can soon. No, it's not a it's not a criticism. It's not a criticism. I, 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 I've been re- I have been I've been rereading a lot of my Lovecraft, and I and I'm really into it, and I and I'm, I'm like really into it, and also I have this new detective novel called Carter and Lovecraft, which is a really good like pop detective mash up of like Lovecraft because it's all open source because you can use whatever Lovecraft characters you want which is awesome <laughs> so right, thank god that's why it. he's so popular thank god thank god that man didn't have a proper lawyer <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. that's all I can say unlike Disney <laughs> yeah. right. yep unlike JK Rowling who will never yeah right, right. <laughs> Oh, God. Sorry. All right. Anyway, so the War Council is, I think, honestly, was the fucking most disturbing thing uh, I'd ever seen because it was just weird to see that many characters in one place. And also just sort of like that moment where I like really lost faith in the squares that I picked, like because I have Theon and Bran died the bat. And Bran is still a good bet. I think Bran is a good bet. Theon's a good bet. Well, you said he died last season, though, Jack. Oh, oh, see, they did fucking shit with. I shouldn't have even put Bran on there. Oh my god, I know. Gonna, you should, we shouldn't have put Bran on there. But that's gonna let it go. Gonna be you know, it's there now. Ben has laid <laughs> down the law. It's his it his physical body's death. Yes, that's what we that's agreed what I upon. Said. 
Yeah, I know. If he only so, like, won the way, high, highly likely that his physical do- his physical body will cease breathing. And next and we episode. have learned that he can be killed by the Night Kings. Like it's like a thing they are saying he can have happen. So I guess there is a right. way which, to have. Which that is happen. interesting. Interesting to me that there's a suggestion that like he could decorporealize, which is I think where they're going to go with it. But we'll see about that. I- I really hope they don't, though, just because I, I think it'd be more compelling to actually see the three-eyed raven, like, die. Um, just because does that mean that humanity, as they know it, can continue? I, but I, I agree. I think that he'll he'll probably transform into an animal. Yeah, right. I think he's... Yeah, I, I don't... I, don't, I, 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 totally I see do kind of a, a, a end of uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion kind of thing. He'll, he'll turn to a dragon and turn to stone or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, just like he's dead, but he did one, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, moving on to our favorite scene kind of, well, we got to talk about Missande and Grey Worm agreed to go to the Island of Noth. Uh, Thank because, you for bringing them up. Yeah. I had a thing about that. Yeah. What they, was your yeah, thing? Go ahead, Trevor. I was just, don't know if I'm forgetting earlier seasons or if this is the first time we've had the context for it, but are like, are I guess people of color just feared and prejudiced by the people of Westeros? I don't think it's like they approach I don't think the it's kids and they run away from them. Is that what's going on there? Or? But I think it's definitely like a northern thing, like they're, against foreigners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it. I think it is subtext in that sense you know like it is it is canonically like foreigners but it might be black foreigners you know what i mean like i see you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah yeah that was just I my mean, only thing it would be more interesting if they showed danny doing the same thing so then we could get a better grasp right because they they should treat danny the same way because she's also not a northerner well she didn't right. get a cold reception in the first episode but it was never like on the street level yeah like, well and she's also she's also just like i think there is a general secondary thing about like foreignness and skin color here yeah, yeah. and they may just be adapting to because this is again george R. R. martin deals with it but he deals with it in very specific ways that are intricate texts that are harder to express on screen it's like we go back to you know everyone's kind of insulted that there were so many moroccans and all those other things when they when they got all the moroccans there and so you know he's defended that a little bit on the show running side so i definitely think that this was an attempt to bridge some of his themes in an easier way so it's i think this is definitely like a scene of adaptation more than yeah it just caught me off guard i was like oh i didn't i didn't ever think about that (laughs) i I I don't i don't and i think the greater thing is it doesn't i don't think it particularly it it doesn't matter until it matters is what i've seen in the show right and i don't think it's going to come up ever like i think it's also why they didn't i don't either go into it too much because it's like we got other shit to deal with like we can't bring racial just you know we they've never addressed race in the show and now like to do it in like the last four episodes it's like eh, mm, don't don't bother yeah. <laughs> just don't bother yeah. yep um yeah but okay, i mean they, moving they, on. they definitely set up that one of them's gonna die i mean that's that's pretty much what that scene is about you can't you can't be uh, talking about your vacation and your your happy life together and expect yeah. one to live. I mean, I, one of them. I'm pretty die. sure it's going to be Grey Worm too, and that just I don't know. That makes me. It's going to get raised as a white. Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. I think I think I think that thing too is like it's this cool secondary thing too in this next episode where I think they're gonna kill off a shitload of characters. Is how fucking fascinating would it be for the Hound to fight like a, a white Brienne? That's what I think. I'm wondering is like, what are they gonna do in terms of yeah that? Because I can definitely see a couple. It'll be Jamie and Brienne. One of right, like one of them will be and Jamie, that. yeah, and Jamie's running from like a white Brienne. Holy shit! And exactly. he's like doing his one arm thing, and she's like scary as all fuck because Brienne is scary as all fuck. And and an undead. <laughs> he's got to lose that hand somehow again. I had for you all though. Do you think that during the battle, the Night King will just keep resurrecting like everyone who falls as they die? Or... He didn't in previous things. You're right about that. It yeah, wasn't until the end of the I'm battle. Really interested yeah. to see. Yeah, and that's what I'm huh. curious to see because it won't be as compelling. Well, I don't think it'll be as compelling as if all these like bigger characters yeah. who die, if they come back at the end because that's the main. I mean, the main battle is next episode. Right. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jen. I don't mean to go ahead. No, finish. no, I, that's just my like. I was curious what you guys thought. Cause uh, I think it'd be a lot more compelling if they're rising like just as soon as they die. I think it's then very them. likely that'll happen, and maybe they'll just like because like you remember he I, touched. The Viserys, I think, was the dragon that died. Oh, that's an inconsistency. Because, yeah. yeah, he touches the dragon, but he's like, but you never touched all those people at heart. Right. right. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> he also doesn't technically, I don't think, have to raise his hands, but it's sort of like, a, I'm <laughs> the White King. I am mysterious. <laughs> like, yeah. like let's, talk, let's talk about it. Oh, I want to get to an inconsistency that I thought was awesome last episode. That I, that we, Cersei played us, and I want to talk about that real quick. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the things is, the, the big thing, too, is I bet what's going to happen is a bunch of people are going to fucking die. And then the Night King's gonna show up and raise everybody at once, and it'll be a very dramatic turning of the tide where there it's like, oh, there's the dawn, and then the Night King shows up on Dragonback, kills a bunch of people, and then all of them get raised, and then the crypts get raised under Winterfell, which is just pretty much confirmed at this point. I'm sorry, guys. I know you don't like it. I think it's gonna be cool. And then it's just gonna you, be I, I hate you because you're right now. I think you're I, right. I, I, I am because they said right, guys. the word <laughs> I only hate that you're apologizing for it, and I know you're not sorry. They, I'm not sorry. They said crypt. <laughs> they said we'll put you in the crypt like nine thousand fucking times. I just it was like eight, yeah. every time yeah. I saw it, I could just see Jack's dumb smile. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it was just something being dark. But yeah, like I could just see you like glee like increases whenever they said crypt because you're right. I just see that thing. They're in the crypt. They hear some spooky noises and a fucking dead Catelyn Stark or whatever comes out and Ned and they start murdering people and we're oh god, Catelyn Stark is there too. There's also a line for the preview from next episode where they say the dead are already here. Yeah, Danny says that. Yeah, it's it's not it's not just it's like it's like a hundred percent confirmed, guys. I love you. Ugh, <laughs> I'm just saying like, it's like a hundred it's a hundred percent Sean Bean cameo confirmed. That's all I can say. <laughs> no, it won't That's, make any sense. It will make, make perfect sense. He's gonna have his Sean Bean head. It's very cold up north. He's in a crypt. It's like a fucking sub zero down there. Come they'll on. Put, they'll put a little He's zombie perfect. makeup on his head and then I'm dead stuck. I lost my head because I was too honorable. <laughs> yeah, to be holding his head. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, uh, I don't know. Oh, I, didn't, I, have a quick, <laughs> Sorry. I have a quick question just because I'm seeing a thing about, I forgot about Gendry's proper breathing son. I forgot that. <laughs> um, uh, what is the line of succession? Does like the Baratheons not matter anymore if the Targaryens are there? Like, I don't really know how the Baratheons would it, fit. If it's, that's yeah, the case. so it's, it doesn't, the Baratheons do not factor into the Targaryen. Uh, line of secession so the Targaryens would have to reclaim the throne and have it it's it's pretty much whoever has power Baratheons don't affect Targaryens the Baratheon line of secession 
was that Robert was married somewhere down the line to Targaryens. So Robert did have Targaryen blood. Yeah, because they they've um, oh, yeah. intermarried since the beginning of time. Right, well, since right. The beginning because of yeah, right. Yeah, the that's Baratheons. Were, yeah, right, rebellion was such a big deal. Right. Because he had yeah. he claimed right to the throne through his bloodline, which is also but why he was be, held up. So it'd still be Danny and John way ahead of him then. Correct. John than right. Danny than him. I guess. Even yeah, even blood, so even the Baratheons right. claim courtship of the Iron Throne via the Targaryen line. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, but they so just yeah, said I guess they have a more yeah. relevant, like a pure blood parent. It's pure right. Targaryen. Right. They would so, have more Targaryen blood. Yeah, Gen- Gendry's not in consideration for that guy. So <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna. Die. I know he's gonna die. I'm just, so I was just wondering. Like, I just as yeah. a thought I was having. Yeah, I, I definitely think Gendry and Arya fucked. Like, I'm so sure one of them is going to die. <laughs> Every episode. Well, that's the thing. I, I do agree. I think one couple is going to, and whether it's friend couple or, 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 or romantic couple, I think definitely you're going to have a Grey Worm chasing Missandei. You're going to have a, a Brienne attacking Jamie. You're going to have, like, a Hound attacking Arya. Someone, like, groups that have been together a long time, one of them is getting turned into a White Walker and, and, and getting attacked. I think yeah. that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, All too, right. it's too juicy uh, not to happen. You know what I mean? Let's move on to the big scene, which is Tyrion, Jamie, Brienne, Podrick, Davos, and Tormund all show up in a room at a bar. Um, it's awesome. It's <laughs> my favorite. I love booze. Yeah. First off, love first off let's just talk about how Podrick has filled out and his hair has grown longer <laughs> and jet black. His hair is jet black. I just I see Pod on screen and I freak the fuck out. And Everyone I don't know why. Pod. Because Everyone loves- I don't know Everyone like the secret Baratheon child, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Pods. I really, really love Pods. If, Pod if they're going to fan service it up, Pods going to get like a real scene. Yeah, Pods. You know what I mean? Pods going to, yeah, Pods going to like, Pod may just kill the white, like, the Night King. Right, That's right, just right, right. Like, right. Pods just like, ah! I, I guarantee you in book five, Pod is dead by now. He's long been dead. There's no way oh, he yeah. made it all the no. way here. He's a fan character. Like he's a fan. We <laughs> literally, we literally saw Pod get hung in like several books ago. Did he really? And it was, yeah, Pod oh. got hung with uh, with somebody else that was important. I forget. Uh, Caitlin Stark's Lady Stoneheart hung him. Oh, really? It's not conf- It's not confirmed because it cuts to black right as the box is getting kicked out from under him. So it's literally like. Also, I hate it when people cut to black in books. He like, and Brienne are captured. He sent his <laughs> fate. His fate is unknown. Okay. Yeah, go. his fate is unknown. But he's like up and things, and that's the last we saw of Pod. Yeah. So Pod, you are totally right in that there are multiple there characters that he, have he, not gotten their deaths. George R. R. Martin well, is still no, more of a killer the hound, than the show. I mean, there was more of a theory in the books that the Hound was alive, but in the books. He is currently dead, at least uh, they think yeah. he is. And and the the one in the show sort of confirms the theory, but it it's doubtful that he'll come back and be important in the books. It's, it's kind of the thought process. Character. Like, yeah, he's his leg is broken, and he's just like a grave digger now. <laughs> like that's that's dark, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so he's probably not going to end up actually having sex with Arya. So thank God for that. Yeah, I. Um, I, I, I <laughs> The other thing the internet went crazy for is uh, is Tormund's uh, insane story about giant titty milk. <laughs> we should you may need to talk oh. about <laughs> giant Spain. Giant oh. Spain. He uh, he he he, and then he just drinks a shitload of milk. <laughs> what is with yeah. these 
fantasy show. Was first the last Jedi. I know this. They love beards and milk. They think it's so funny. They think it's yeah. like the funniest thing. <laughs> sour goat, like you know, sour goat's milk. And, and I just, I just like, people staring love, at them like, ugh. <laughs> Davos is so underutilized. I do agree with you, Ben, because just like him turning, he's like, oh, I think I will have that drink now. I <laughs> love like, Davos. Oh, you funny man in your weird accent. Yes. I love him. I love him. I'm gonna be so sad when he dies. He's my pot. He's, he's like, like, oh, oh yeah, I better have that drink now. Sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. We're the damn. My bad, guys. But I, I dug this no. scene a lot, just because, like I said, I, I liked. I love sad stuff. It did my favorite cliche in the goddamn world, which is like a right. sad song of people getting yep. ready for battle. Oh, it's my my favorite. Pod's got pipes. All right. Well, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, no. I mean, those are my scenes. We should talk about the big scene of this, but I mean, that's yeah. just my yeah. overall take. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about Brienne getting knighted, uh, which I didn't think I was going to give a fuck about, and I did. And that's play it. They play it. They play it, so and I, I didn't think it would play. It, as soon as he said it, I like rolled my eyes, and then like mm-hmm. the scene happened, and I was like, I was like, wow, I'm y'all there. got me there, there real fast. Like exactly, <laughs> it's it's and it's I I want to give credit to the actress right there, like Gwendolyn's, and it's also it's also really shitty to see her like be this good an actress, and then Captain Phasma sucks so bad. Yeah, like it's <laughs> yeah, always the thing. It's like, that. oh, is that who she is behind yeah, the mask? Yeah, it's yeah, real bad. Yeah. We just put her in a her twice. Suit. It's really a bummer. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, like, because she, she gets on the screen and, like, the tears in her eye and the fucking joy is so fucking real right there that I just, like, I was like, God damn, she's doing goddamn work. Like, Jesus. That, that was that was my thing, too. Like, like I, I didn't want to like that scene. It pulled the love of it out of me. And I was like, it's also, like, well, Jamie and Jamie, Brianna. Which I think is so nice. It's such a good <laughs> conclusion to their story. It's, like. It's 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 classic kind of storytelling stuff, but it really it plays. That's, that's what Trevor says. It just fucking yeah. plays well, man. Yeah. It really because it, it was me. never gonna have them fuck. Like that's the that's which the I like. Nice yeah, thing, it's like it. Yeah, everyone yeah. gets like it, everyone gets their scene, and sometimes it's sex. And like I I agree. I'm glad it was not like. Her banging yeah, torments or anything. It was like her getting respect from everyone, which is right. And this is this is where like I'm torn with a fan service episode like this is because mm-hmm. like as much as I like the Gendrian scene and I think it's fine to do that, like this was such a better conclusion to a storyline. Because the Gendry Arya one isn't really a storyline other than like Arya is growing up and it's part of her personal development. Like no, it's offense, more about her. Like, Gendry's yeah, not yeah. really a character. Yeah. yeah, Gendry's not really a fucking character. Honestly, it's weird that the Gendry Arya thing feels more fan service-y than this scene did after the fact. As I've, you know, like maybe oh, this scene, this yeah. scene's this scene's about warriors and it's about the completion of Jamie and Jamie. Like Jamie genuinely believes in being a knight, I mean, and that's the this, thing too. He believes in honor so much and just has never been able to hold to his own honor. And that's and that's, yeah. that's the I thing actually, of like. Might it, it, sorry, go on. Go, no, 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 ben, ben had it. Yeah, I, I, it was why I, I know we all have our theory that like and everyone agrees that like Jamie's gonna kill Cersei, but I would not actually be shocked if he dies here just because this was like such a Jamie's end of his story, like, other than Cersei, like because yeah. it was about Bran forgiving him, and like that's where we started with Jamie. That's the whole reason people love Jamie's. You start with him being like he's fucking his sister and he kicks a kid out of a window, like you're like, this guy sucks. Um, and right. then through the show and through, you know, great performance by the actor and, and really good writing, like you learn to respect him. He generally grows as a character. It's a great example of how TV is so good at like slow, gradual, believable character yeah. changes. And it's I such still a good can't fucking payoff to that. Sorry. Yeah. 
I still can't believe he's in fucking Gods of Egypt. Like it's one of those things. Like <laughs> he's so bad just, at it. <laughs> he he he's looks so he looks bad. like he looks dead behind the eyes. Well, in he's that like because like Alex Price, who's a goddamn maniac, is like you're gonna be eight feet tall with digital effects. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, and Jared Butler is gonna be your enemy. And he's gonna talk Scottish just like the whole time in this Egyptian movie. Remember, and it's gonna not when, be weird. Remember, everybody's when, gonna just understand it. Remember when Alex Price said the critics were vultures because they didn't like. Gods of Egypt, like that's the movie you're gonna go for the bad for. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a weird, like, oh yeah, definitely this one. This right is the here. one. This, this is the thing. This is the one. Get. This is why you guys are wrong. This is why. I know it. <laughs> I, I thought that the scene though also shows how the world's already changed. So like Danny's whole thing is breaking the wheel, and True. like the wheel's already breaking. It's like you know the wildlings are going to inject some of their culture, and so like Torment says, like. Fuck tradition. What does it yeah, matter if you're a man or woman? Again, this is this nice is point. fucking. This is this is where like, you know, gr. And it's not just because GRM, This is where the show has genuinely diverged hard from George R. R. Martin because the social and political structures in George R. R. Martin, which is the point of the books, would grind the shit out of people's culture. And that's already happening as Tormund had become a vassal to John essentially in the books and had adopted like, you know, a Westerosi bride and had taken on more like traditions therein. And that's the point. It's like, you know, there's it's actually kind of the reverse of that, whereas like they in a weird sort of way in the books, like not judgmentally but essentially pacified some of the traditions of them and it's you know it's one of those things too where it's like i understand where you're coming from jenna and i think that's it's i think the show definitely has like a way more positive spin on like injection history. cultural injections and history and everything else and i think that's the, i think it's the end of the show here it's like we're getting to the end and as much as i want everybody to die and just like complete on the grrm stuff i definitely think the showrunners are taking it in a more positive direction overall because you just it's very hard to it's very hard to do some of those GRM themes because on the like, other hand, uh, in terms of positivity, I I'm feeling pretty good about my, uh, Brienne death square next episode after this. episode. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually am a little bit jealous of that. I have Bran. I think that's a pretty good one. That's a, I think Bran is a solid one. Ari is a good one too. Um, Sean has Cersei. That's a terrible one. I doubt we'll see we'll, her next we'll, episode. We'll get to it. Do you mean you want to do it now or do you want to? Oh, no, 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 you're oh, right. I jumped you're right. ahead. I'm sorry. I forgot no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk. We're, we're at an hour right now, so I need to fucking move on. So okay. like, let's go. Let's go on to the last little bit here, uh, which is, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone else wants to talk a little bit more about the scene with Elmar on the fire. It's actually a very long scene. It's very good. Tormund's weird well, as fuck. Get, and you get a lot of other like good stuff like um, Arya and the Hound and Beric hanging out. And I really, yeah. really love the scene with John. Sam and Ed, Ed, yeah, yes, that was yeah, really Ed nice. Where they just said, you know, oh, yeah, all were the last three left. Like they're the last three nights yeah. watch that are really also left Sam. Their their watches ended, and I thought that was just a really beautiful little moment. Yeah. Also, Sam quotes uh, Tumblr. He uh, describes himself as the Slayer of White Walkers, the such and such. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw that on Imager, I think. Actually, it is, no, it's, it's, a tum- a- it's a Tumblr quote. He's he's not even joking. Like I have it right here. It's literally like like <laughs> like it pulls off like that thing. It's definitely like George R. I like I, Sam is George R. R. Martin's insert character, and I will always love him for it because it's oh, yeah. it's just such a good insert character. Just, oh, the other thing I forgot. Um, I think the only other thing we haven't talked about is that John tells Danny, and that goes exactly as we would expect it to go. And that's I, enough said, I guess. You get, you I get, some, you get some really good. No, Amelia Clark is concerned, guys. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think what's super, super important about that scene, if you like knowing the history of Westeros is that if, and that, I mean, I'm not really putting a lot of, you know, faith in this, but if they both survive, there's already been moments in the Targaryen history where um, there's been arguments throughout the Seven Kingdoms if male succession always wins or if it depends more on like who people like and things like that. Yeah, so I think that's super there's compelling. Targaryen precedent for that too, actually. Oh, that, right. Yeah, they are. Saying, right. It? There are female they 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 default to male but there can be female heirs kind of thing like it's like a little more no well there's right. councils there's there's been like two great councils Rat. that have all met mm. to determine if the female targaryen or the male targaryen gets it and so it's, it's super compelling to like set that up i i don't think they're both going to survive but and and the other thing too is that like she clearly says you have a greater right to the throne that than i do which is which is true based on on the fact that she's he's Rhaegar's son, who was the crown prince at the time. So technically, he has a greater. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he's aunt and a lady. Here's uh, sorry. Go ahead. Who's Here, talking? Uh, me, Ben. Um, yeah, go Ben. <laughs> uh, here, here's there's a good version and a bad version of her reaction. The good version of the reaction is I think it's her realizing that she is always in. I think whether she's like explicit or not, felt that she is destined to do this. She was told this her whole life. You know, the whole thing with Viserys where she's like, he was not a true dragon. He wouldn't have died with gold pouring in his head. She's walked into fire and survived twice. She's like done a lot of miraculous things. She probably has a bit of a messiah complex, which is fair and earned because she did do some crazy shit. And so I think this is maybe one of the first times for her that she's legitimately realizing that she may not be the one, you know, the chosen one in a sense by destiny or by right or something. That if John has survived all those things, survived getting stabbed to death and, you know, coming back from the dead, he has a Masonic kind of story too. And if she yeah. is like destined to rule, then like maybe she isn't the one who is actually supposed to take the kingdom it- and save the world and like break the wheel like it, it, i think it's that's my hope the the worst version is she's she and john are gonna have a big battle and fight who can win that's like the worst version and and i think it's also like <laughs> so this is my fun this is the fun thing for it two main characters and the structure of a grm hero's tale thinking that they have hero's tale running into each other and realizing that they have as much plot purpose as to win as everyone else and you're like like sorry i just i know that's dumb i know that's a dumb outside perspective but it's totally it's totally just from like a a grm story construction point like two chosen ones running into each other and being like wait is it you or me (laughs) it's like wait i'm not the character it's exactly it's exactly what it is but (laughs) but there is like a concept and alive that that actually like happens and it's like them confronting each other and her being like oh my god well that's, you probably that's, have a better claim than i do that's what is so memorable about certain character deaths like you know um like like, like the folks at the red wedding it's like well he's like he's got a right he's like been wronged he should win and like stannis like he is a smart tactical leader and he like did something horrible in order to like get victory he should win and it's like yeah i think he often contradicts the idea of the uh the hero monomyth story like in like the the foolhardiness of thinking you're the protagonist like and so i wouldn't be shocked if like yeah two messiahs meet in a room and they're like uh hmm who's 
Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, well, it's also, it's also a theme of the show is that, like, people believing themselves to be a messiah and then totally being goddamn fucking wrong see Stannis. Like, right. that's the whole... And, 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 like, Melisandre being, like, totally fucking wrong, which... Uh, right, I'm she's, like, so shook miss, by that. Right, she's so yeah, certain I, of that. I don't... I, at, at the risk of saying I need another character in this character soup show, right. uh, <laughs> I kind of miss Melisande's presence at times right. to add to that semi narrative because that's die. what's happening here. And I don't know if she's actually going to show up. I don't see how she would. I I think she will. I think she's going to show up after like everyone's going to feel lost, and then she's going to be the like redeeming because she's she went back to Essos to go get people. And so I think she'll be like the redeeming uh, Battle of the Bastards esque ending to this. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, then of course, yeah. sorry. As often happens, right when you have your worst awkward conversation, a bunch of zombies show up and you can't finish it. It's the worst. Well, that's that, that, yeah. that, perfectly that timed. Me off. Off. I was like, yeah. the zombies are not coming over the goddamn walls this instant. You can take. 45 seconds <laughs> yeah. to make your intentions yes. clarify. Yeah. You bag of dicks. Funny. Funny. I need to say that. Massive bag of dicks. John is like, oh, so mad. Oh, come on, dude. Now, like don't, the worst don't timing. Do it. Don't do it. Don't Just fucking. Don't. As soon as it happened, I was like, don't you fucking do it, you dick bag of dicks son of a bitch i'm sorry I, this was I, too I broody he couldn't not he just had a brood he's like that's why i gotta talk about my mom yeah sorry my dead mom sorry i don't know why right that came from <laughs> oh yeah. let's talk about do we want to talk about i think we already did talk about theon's broody eyes with sansa and how much jenna hates that yeah, I like talking about stuff Jenna hates. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I, I, just say I, I, I will say I I don't think it's going to happen, but I will hate it as much as 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 Jenna does. I just I just hopeful. That's all. <laughs> I, I just I really Jenna just think it's one heart. really awkward, poorly shot scene where they're just like sharing soup, and it's like he's like, and you guys are like soup. abuse victims that are just sharing your stories because Game I of Thrones so. feels things. That's Oops. what it does. <laughs> We're we're we understand. We're down with the kids, and then the person off. We we hired this guy over here that just claps us and says consensual. Like that's. that's I really hope. I really hope they have a guy that just like follows them around and claps at them, or or probably a lady. I would assume. One would hope. Uh, (laughs) Equal opportunity. uh, Teller offer. she uh, yeah okay that's the that's pretty much all the episode uh you get a nice start. we get a nice i'll just say we get one nice really nice uh, shot of of uh, a good a good digital shot of of Tyrion framed to the wall and then we see all the goddamn white walkers and there's so goddamn many you know like it's it's good it's a good stakes moment yeah. it's it's a good it's a good thing i you see all, there's a there's more white walkers in the scene and what's always annoyed me is like they always only show like four of them at a time on horseback to like they're like the four horsemen <laughs> oh yeah i get it that's cool that's good symmetry uh but like now there's like a hundred of them and i was like yeah you guys never gave me a sense of like how many actual white walkers versus whites are there so like yeah. i have no idea there could have been like 12 you know mm-hmm. we, we uh just have to touch upon quickly that ghost has finally reappeared right oh, he was like, my God. he was just like in a like background shit. camera it was crazy yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I was then like, they didn't have to worry about the fur, right? It I feel like cheaper. I feel like somebody saw Jenna's post on social media about like <laughs> like where's ghosts? And it's like everyone's looking at like Daenerys's white dress, and it's like, oh damn, 
him? Was yeah. that dog important? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's cold. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, did anyone try the blonde ambition last episode? No. All right. I mean. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jenna. I'll try one of the ones coming up next. All right. I, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm endeavoring to make less cute names or steal cute names and put them on good drinks. How about that? That's my new That's my new end of season thing because I, the dragon glass drink was good. You probably could have gotten away with an old fashioned. The blonde ambition was actually pretty bad. Uh, cool name aside. Um, it's like it's like the thing. Like I stole the name a dirty girl scout. And just when I make a grasshopper, it's a dirty girl scout because grasshoppers are good. And the drink that actually was called a dirty girl scout is not I, I still love that name for whatever reason i'm sorry i remember it's being a good for drink. whatever reason oh shut up jenna <laughs> you get your <laughs> judgment out of my funny drink names they're supposed to be raunchy god all right this one i'm gonna this one i'm gonna call milk of the poppy uh and it's a one and a half ounce bourbon cream to a half ounce of citrus ford gin and two ounces of cold brew coffee uh this is kind of think of it you're gonna kind of like, let's go ahead and shake that over ice to emulsify it pour it into a glass and uh yeah it should be it should be pretty delicious i recommend a uh, buffalo trace bourbon cream uh a good gin i'm thinking trying to think of a good citrus ford gin i like navy strength rum it's a little stronger on the gin so you get a little, a little bit more of that gin flavor that comes through this is more of like a cold coffee drink it's got a little bit of a bite kind of takes a little bit like a white russian but it's just a little bit more bourbony warm to the taste so go ahead and give that a shot milk of the poppy check it out i'll post it on social media see what you guys think awesome all right and uh, Ben, take us home with our how bad we're doing on our uh, our yeah. current bet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I think like many of us, uh, I guess we all should have assumed these would just be setup episodes. Uh, the, the episode length was, I guess, our our clue for this. As a sure enough, no one died again uh, this episode, but pretty sure we're gonna have a lot next episode. But just to keep everyone up to date, how many each one has. Uh, I have seven left. I lost three. Jack, you have eight. Jenna, you have eight, and Trevor, you have eight. So y'all the eights. Y'all, y'all the best shapes. Uh, Sarah, afraid only has two. <laughs> so mm. if she, if she wins, we need to feel really bad about our picks. And uh, Sean has uh, <laughs> half of his gone. He has five. Now, of course, yeah. uh, people may be wondering what we got coming up in terms of this episode. Jenna, you don't have any, so we should what. How are you feeling about I'm that? I'm curious. Very hopeful. You're hopeful still? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that because everyone's expecting all these deaths in the big battle scene. And if you think about um, uh, Battle of the Bastards, none of the main characters That's fair. really died. That's yeah. fair. And so I'm kind of thinking that everyone has their and – and I agree because like – so. Uh, sorry, I'll make this short. But Whatever. I felt like this episode was so happy that there's going to be tragedy in the next one. But I'm also I'm not giving up all hope yet. Gotcha. Well, my my big bet was that one of the one of the Starks is gonna die. So I have all three Starks. I got John. Well, uh, four of the four of the four of the three of the four. Sorry, my brain stopped working. I got John, yeah. Sansa, and yeah. Arya. Jack, you have Bran. Uh, Trevor Bran has Theon. I actually, you know, honestly, leaving this, I think both you and Trevor, I think, have better options because Trevor, you have Brienne and uh, Tyrion. And Jack has Bran and Theon. And I kind of feel like one group of both of those could do it. And I got to give it to yeah. Sean because we all thought Jamie wouldn't be in this episode at all. And then he fucking showed up. He showed up for the slaughter. And so Sean actually managed to uh, 
sneak in there with a Jamie. Now, seriously, yeah. unless she falls in a banana peel and dies suddenly in a <laughs> random scene. Real dumb. I don't think real she's, dumb. I don't think she's going to die. So, if, Watch the first scene in this next episode be her dying in childbirth. Childbirth? Oh, my God. I would, I, I would just like stand up and throw something like how <laughs> how yeah, i i it's one of those things too it's pretty safe because there's no fucking teleporting characters like cersei's probably gonna have to ride up with her army and until that army shows up which it's a total possibility that they win the battle and then like cersei's army with the golden company literally shows up right after that'd be yeah but, but i don't think cersei will be with them yeah. I wouldn't think so, but I, I kind of feel like she will be just for story purposes, which is dumb. Um. I, see, with Cersei, if Cersei dies from whites, it's going to be... This is my dumb version. Ready for another one, Trevor? Oh, it, here we go. Bring it on. It's, it's Bring that, on. that she's like, the gold company is back, and then the gold company shows up, and it's a bunch of zombies on a boat. <laughs> it's like a white walker. <laughs> like, who, like... Yeah, who, who piloted the boat, and they all like storm out. She's like, ah, zombies, and then the zombies take over King's Landing. That's my dumb rewrite. There you go. Um, yeah. But zombies yeah. don't. So I think everyone's in a good position. <laughs> I, I think. I, why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? What prevents them from getting on a boat? Like I've I, always I, wondered. I, just, that. I don't know, but it's can. Almost seems like. Yeah, it's not board. frozen yet. It'll freeze eventually. Whatever. Because I know the whites are stupid, but the white walkers know how to like ride horses and shit. They can. Yeah, they, can yeah, they have yeah. ice. Well, they have ice spiders. Yeah, I was right, about to say, right. They know how to dredge. Good point. Yeah. Can he? So, like, this is the new rule too. Can he fly over water? Is that a thing he can do? Like, 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 what are these rules? I don't know. Like, he can't get on a boat and touch the water. So why can't he fly on a dragon over? Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is. Just- I was, just, I was, I was just kidding. I think the only, only thing is that they sink if they like step into water like anybody would. They just can't swim. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't remember what the show actually said anymore. I'm just like. You know, if they did, it's, they, it's they've left the White Walkers very unclear. Yeah, case, can, can, so. could we like, fr- could we like, literally like throw like an ocean of water at them and that'll kill them? Probably not. Anyways, um, one thing I want you guys to spare a thought for me next episode because there's going to be a lot of close calls with Bran before he, if he does die, there'll be like a lot of like, oh no, they almost got Bran, they almost got sure, Bran. Oh sure. no, we gotta hold it. So like next episode is going to be fucking torturous for me because I'm gonna be like, come on, die, Bran, die. Wow. Like this. I would argue that we don't care enough about Bran yet for him to die next episode. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if we get next episode and there's still no points, we're all going to be a little upset. Like, come on. You can't kill any of them. <laughs> well, this is where we, we really needed to, like, get, like, all the secondary characters for this one. Because I there's... The whole point I, was, like, for the hard ones, a, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I agree. You all can talk for yourselves. I have eight in... Episodes four and five combined. Yeah, so you, you went uh, hard on those. Those I'll are yours. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I would feel pretty good. That's so true. That's feel. true. <laughs> we would all feel good except for Jenna. Yeah. yeah. Statistically, Jenna will win if this. <laughs> <laughs> episode three will end with we all got cholera. We're all gonna die in an episode or two. Jenna's like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Is it like oh, in episode six? Well, that includes everything in the future. So definitely, if they die of old age, you get it. No, no, six. no. Price is right. Oh. no sir alright from everyone here at uh, A Feast for Bros it has been Trevor Flynn good night Ben Hallworth thanks yo 
And, of course, the ineffable Jenna Daggett. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry, Trevor, I stole your title. It's I fine. It's, I don't own the adjective. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been your host, Jack Newman. From everyone here at A Feast for Bros and the Tuscan Shed Media Network, uh, Podcasting Network, thank you for listening. Head on over to TuscanShed.com to see all our myriad number of shows, including the movie game, podcast, Animania, all sorts of other things coming out new. We're working on stuff right now, aren't we, Ben? Ha, 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 ha. Secret project. true. <laughs> <laughs> true. Anyways, uh, from everyone here at... A Feast for Bros. One last time. Thank you for listening. John will be back next week and I'll really enjoy going back and torturing him for this. <laughs> I can really drink when Sean's here. It's nice. <laughs>